Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Hone sympathy. Harness Sayadar and Sayadeen. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. A big thank you to B and Daye, our newest Night Radiant patron at Phantology. If you would like to support the show as well, you can find all of our offerings at www.phantologybooks.com and support us at patreon.com slash phantologybooks. All right, what's up, variants and TVA agents out there? I am Steven, your host, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Phantology. This is a special Phantology episode where we are going to be breaking down recent happenings in, in the MCU, Captain America, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I guess I should say, Loki, and I guess kind of like a what's next, what can you expect um, in the next year or two of MCU. And to do this, this is, a, I mean, I don't bring much to the table in terms of MCU expertise, so I'm going to be kind of the host. But we do have our expert, Doug. And I guess maybe you can uh, you can push back if you don't think you're an expert, but uh, I I mean in my opinion you are. And Josh is definitely more versed in the MCU than I am, so I'm just gonna sit back and let you guys talk and, and kind of jump in every now and then. But uh, I guess where where do we want to start this out? Like, what are you guys most excited for? What's kind of top of mind when I say MCU right now? Do you want to go chronological or backwards, yeah. forwards? Like, want to start with I, the most recent? Or I think we should start um, with. Well, we, we already covered WandaVision, so I think we should just go Falcon Winter Soldier, okay. Loki, give our thoughts on Black Widow, and then make it, and then uh, go kind of what's next in Marvel. Okay. And if you want to see our thoughts on WandaVision, that episode exists out there, so definitely check that out. So I guess uh, yeah. let's start with Captain America Winter Sol- and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, and we should just preface this with, we're just going full MCU spoilers. I don't yes. really want to try and talk around spoilers this episode. Sure. I, 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 I don't know how we talk around spoilers. Yeah. I guess we, we so. won't spoil Black Widow until we get to the Black Widow section. So if you haven't seen Black Widow and you want to do like, hear our opinions on Falcon Winter Soldier and Loki, then, well, we might even have to spoil a little bit of Black Widow when we talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier because yeah. there's that. So maybe just beware of spoilers. <laughs> so yeah. I haven't seen Black Widow yet. I'm going to sacrifice myself. My uh, <laughs> Thank, oh, Thanks, man. dude. Yeah. Thanks, David. Does that just kind of speak to like how poor of an MCU fan I am if I'm willing to do that? <laughs> well, probably, but uh, <laughs> it is Black Widow is a prequel, so there's not much to spoil outside of the like actual movie itself. Yeah. There's not much like and there's it, a post credit. It's actually more like Falcon the Winter Soldier spoiled Black Widow. Yes, with the with the spoiled the post credit scene. Spoiled sure. the, po- yeah. the post credit scene because it was Black Widow was supposed to come out first. Yeah. And it didn't, so there was a bit of a spoiler. The spoilers we have for Black Widow and the Captain uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier section shouldn't affect your enjoyment of Black Widow. I'll just say. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably not. Well, there's one in there that might. Okay, all right. So <laughs> okay, I guess just so let's, beware. Let's Don't start off. For spoilers. Let's go back uh, after WandaVision. 
Captain America, Falcon, Winter Soldier, whatever you want to call it. it sounds like we're going to be throwing all those terms in interchangeably because it's a long title. But what did you guys think of this show? And Doug, I think you were telling me this is actually your least favorite of the three TV offerings, right? Uh, which was sad because it, honestly, when they announced all of the shows that were slated to come out, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Hawkeye were two of my favorite, were two of my ones I was looking for the most because of just grounded action, earth-based. I, I like spy thrillers. I've always been like a Tom Clancy guy too. Like, and so I was like really looking forward to it, but it turned out, it turned out to be like one of my least favorites, though it did have the most cinematic action of all three. And that was top notch. The, yeah. the episode one where he's flying through the Canyon and they're doing that thing yeah. with a uh, Batrock, the leaper that, that blew me amazing. away. Yeah. yeah. That, that was proof that you can do the MCU on TV. That, that was, that was really amazing to me. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Which I think they needed to come. I think they needed to do. They needed to set that tone that these are going to be, you know, must watch and not even must watch in terms of the plot, but like that they're going to be just mm-hmm. as enjoyable and just as much production quality yeah. as you're used to with the MCU, which is important, I think, because while enjoyable, in my opinion, like Agents of Shield did not have that. Mm-hmm. And even the Netflix Marvel stuff, while definitely more polished than like Agents of Shield it still wasn't a cinematic experience. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's, and when we get to it, I'll remind me when we remind me of that point. Cause when we get to Loki, there's a specific spot in Loki. I think it's episode four that really speaks to the quality of MCU. And I'm talking like, not what they necessarily did in the show, but the audience's like reaction to a portion of that episode was really to the aesthetic and the level, the high quality of production. Uh, that were that were in these MCU shows that started with that action scene in episode one of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now, saying that Falcon and Winter Soldier was my least favorite does not mean I did not like it. I still enjoyed it. Would you say it was still enjoyable? Yeah, I mean it's it's weird because we're comparing. For me, I'm comparing these to the MCU movies. I'm not comparing them to TV shows. So, like, mm. it's it's a hard comparison to make because um, if I was comparing them to like something I would tune tune into on CBS, like it's not even. A comparable thing really right it's like a whole different you know production yeah. quality writing quality like acting quality you know oh, what yeah. i mean so it's it's a tv show but i feel like we're just carving out this middle section of like there's always been premium shows but this is like next level premium show i know oh, game of thrones was pretty yeah, high quality game of thrones high kind of started that trend quality, except for starbucks cups <laughs> <laughs> but but even even it didn't really get that high quality until like the later seasons like season one was still you can still tell it was a tv show yeah they got big name actors but you Mm -hmm. know like it was still confined like they didn't have the dragons looked okay like they looked good at at the end of season one but well and i think the one thing mcu had on game of thrones was it was already a successful brand like so they already had the funding for it whereas game of thrones proved itself and needed to get that funding later on like season three season four yeah so what were my issues then with Falcon and Winter Soldier? So, exactly. So it sounds like you guys loved it. What's the problem? <laughs> my Okay, so my issue was, and you kind of were touching on it by messing up the name, was because they changed the name at the end, right? Captain America and Winter Soldier. I felt like Marvel TV shows, with the exception of Loki, really did not stick landings. I don't think they stuck landings. And here's my, here's my major issue with, with it is... I didn't like how they wrapped up the individual character arcs, the character narratives. I felt like the whole, so let's talk about Falcon first. So I felt like the whole show 
Falcons struggling um, to be accepted, right? But if you go back to the first cap, the first time he appeared in Captain America: uh, Winter Soldier, uh, and Nick Fury looks at him for support when Captain America wants to take down when he wants to take down Shield, and Fal- uh, Sam's response is, "Hey, I don't look at me. I do the same things he does, just slower." Yeah, and it's a nod to the beginning of that of that movie when he's running the same laps as Captain America. He's just not getting as many in, right? So it was a little joke back to that. But it's I think it's deeper than that. It's the point that Sam Wilson was already ideally in the same lane as Captain America, just without the super soldier serum, right? And I felt like forcing him in the end to become Captain America and take on a mantle that was somebody else's as opposed to getting accepted as the Falcon and seeing that, Oh, the Falcon is an awesome dude. I think that was a problem. I think that that was, that was a backward step in his character arc. Hmm. Likewise, when they changed the name. So I did not like the the name change to Captain America. I felt like he should have been Wakanda should have given him an awesome freaking Falcon suit. And he should have busted out as like a bad (laughs) a Falcon. And everyone be like, dude, is that Captain America? Cause he's awesome. And it was like, no bro, that's the Falcon. That would have been so much cooler. The black Falcon. (laughs) Just the Falcon. Falcon. Um, And then on, on the flip side with Bucky spent the whole series, all eight episodes. I think there's eight episodes in that series. All every episode of that, he spent trying to redeem himself, trying to be called Bucky again, trying to get outside of the Winter Soldier, trying to prove that you can go to the deepest, darkest parts of your humanity and still come back with some semblance of who you were. And they wouldn't give that to him. They did not change Winter Soldier back to Bucky Barnes. So would you have had it so that they just changed Bucky, but mm. leave Falcon the same or just change neither of them? Like, what's your ideal scenario on this? I, I honestly, like, I get what they were trying to do with that graphic at the end, but you, I felt like I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about the, the graphic as, as much as the graphic itself, like whether they should have done the graphic or not, as much as what the graphic was representing of the story. Okay. Does that make sense? So like, the story should have ended with Falcon being the freaking awesome Falcon and everyone being like, dude, this guy, we had Captain America, but now we got the Falcon. I like that. Yeah. And then I had never, so I had never heard that part of it. I had just heard that people hmm. like were upset that, that the winter soldier didn't get his, you know, like still was stuck with the winter. Yeah. Soldier I never heard the flip side of that. It's both of those. So like, it should, like, I'm, I'm on the fence about whether or not you can call him Captain America or whatever. I obviously I still wish he would have stayed the Falcon because he still should have been able to be accepted for who he was not taking on the mantle of somebody else who came before him and that the shield should have gone back to, he was right in the first episode. The shield should have been in a museum. You think so? Okay. It was, it was Steve's. All right. Hmm. And I think Falcon was right in the beginning. We're going to get some comments about this. Doc. Oh, I know. We're going to get know. some comments. I like it. I like it though. This is a, um, so for those of us who watched the show a few months ago and now and have forgotten a little bit, remind me the graphic that you're referring to. So is... at the very end, they yeah, they changed the they changed the Falcon in the graphic to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I see. At the very end. Instead of throughout the most of the series, it was yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, and then right, yeah, right, but the right. series was called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Do, do you think that and I mean, tell me if this question is is just off base, but do you think that he became Captain America 
like it was almost kind of shoehorned in there because they they really wanted to make it a conversation about race in America and having a black man become Captain America meant a lot. And like that, that was a strong theme of the, the season, right? And, and it was a good one. But do you think that the narrative almost suffered because of it? Because now he's well, kind of they were, forced into that? They had done it in the comics. And I think that they were trying to do it in the comics. And I think they were trying to push that. Um, and there are other voices like on YouTube and stuff that have talked about the same point I've, I've been saying. They, they talk about it much better. But in, the, in, that, in that respect, it's almost a step down to say that there's only legitimacy to the title and the name and the hero that was the white guy before him. Right. That's almost that's almost a ba- that's almost a backward step, given the narrative that they were trying to say in the first place. Well, well, I mean, just to push back on that a little bit, I think that the narrative of what they're trying to do was saying that a black man in America can represent America as much as like a white man can. I, yeah, think, that, I think that that was like that. That was what you're supposed to get from it. And I think what you're saying there is. I, I think that you're making a good point that that wasn't really communicated very well. Well, or, and, that, or that wasn't, that wasn't really like narratively expressed as much as it was just like said aloud, like in that final speech. Well, well in, and, in the speech and my, DMs, my point yeah. is why couldn't he, be, why couldn't he have made that speech as the Falcon? Right. I, th- I think that that's, this is a good point. point. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a really good point. I think that like, because the Falcon do doesn't have the red, white, and blue shield. Is that so? Why? Which was already like, which, which 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 was already narratively, it was already that shield was already said like, like the shield isn't what makes Captain America Captain America or what makes you a good person because we just watched somebody get decapitated by the shield, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that shield, it's yeah. like in earlier in the season was already said no, this shield isn't what makes somebody great. It's not, you know, like a symbol is only can only go so far. You need substance behind us mm-hmm. well and the whole point of steve rogers's character and the reason why he was chosen if you go back to the first captain america was because he was a good man right that was the line that was made well sam wilson is a good man and he didn't have the super soldier serum he already like sam wilson already stood for what that was and i kind of feel like you know i kind of feel like you know saying that like he is the falcon like the falcon is awesome and he didn't need to change anything about himself necessarily because he was already that level of a hero. Mm. He just didn't have the serum. And I think that was also part of the point with the shield being in some, when the guy got the serum, he went crazy. Right. And, and Walker just went ballistic. And so you see what happens when someone who's not a good man has the well, serum and tries to hold that even, shield and all this stuff. I don't think Walker is a, bad man necessarily i think he was you know oh he's like, one of my favorite characters i, think I that, agree with yeah, you. yeah i think he was I've really i think he was done really well in the fact that he was he might be broken and so like when you try and put a broken man into like that level of responsibility then it just makes them break even further or what like i think that mm. um, i think he I think was, was a man really well i think like, he was a man who was he i think so i was actually thinking about the the walker character and Part of what made him break the way he broke, I think, is that unlike Steve Rogers, Walker was constantly looking for outside validation. He always wanted to be validated by somebody else. He wasn't strong in his own morals and standards like Steve Rogers or like Sam Wilson. Uh, Yeah. And and that was part of why he why he broke that. It's part of why he even broke down and took the serum in the first place. He was constantly looking to like 
measure up to somebody else or to, or to get outside validation from, from his friends or superiors or from the public. Mm -hmm. And he was eating that part up. And I I think that was part of his flaw. I think it's also, um, I might be reading into this a little bit more, but he was loyal to like, like America itself, you know what I mean? Like, and I think it showed that through like the war, like through him being a vet and like devoting his life to like what America, like to America, mm-hmm. like as a noun, you know what I mean? Yeah. Versus Whereas the idea, the idea or the, yeah. the concept, which is what Steve Rogers. Was. Yeah. Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. like even when it came, when it came down to like we saw in a uh, civil war, like Steve Rogers was about defending the ideals that America stands for. Yeah, and even when like when he has that conversation, Infinity War with the hologram of Thaddeus of Thunderbolt Ross, he's like, "I'm not asking for permission, and I'm not like I'm not running or whatever." He said, "I can't remember the line now, off the top of my head." But yeah, you know, you can kind of see that Captain America was okay with being a, considered a criminal by the institution because he knew that what he was doing was right. Yeah, and I, I think that Walker didn't have that 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 grounding that. Um, principled ground he was a little unprincipled yeah so one thing i want to talk about with both of these shows and in movies and and i guess the future of the mcu is like okay so we we saw it and now where do we go from here and it seems like all three shows if you go back to wandavision have set up a lot of hooks that they can kind of jump off from and i don't know i'm sure that's purposeful and maybe they're gonna kind of see what sticks and what doesn't but let's just let's let's round up like the main exciting things i like this is like at the end of a stormlight archive book when sanderson has like several chapters of just setting up for the next book right authors do this all the time same same i guess here in the in the tv shows so i have a few and and one i mean maybe we we stick um on the u.s agent so and uh julia louise dreyfus's character who i didn't really understand there I, I know this is something from the comics Val, because Valentina I did go back and watch like the making of on Disney plus so I guess I'm a little bit of a fan uh but I didn't what thanks you, you should they're, should. they're kind it's of they're, they're cool yeah the behind the scenes is fun yeah but uh okay so, so tell me about tell me about this pair what can we expect are we going to see U.S. agent into the so, future yes absolutely 100 percent. you're going to see U.S. agent we'll we'll get more into that we should probably get more into this when we talk about another spot I'm avoiding spoilers ahead of yeah we'll, we'll talk about this at the end <laughs> um but to stay on on topic of of leads that this gave and i'm going to address one of the comments from the last time i was on somebody said i was wearing a tinfoil hat for suggesting uh secret invasion i think it was just for whoever made that comment secret invasion is an already pre-announced show that is coming out it's already been announced Nice. That's supposed With to be Samuel L. Jackson as yeah, the Nick, lead. Nick Fury and the Scrolls. Yep. That's what they're called. So no tinfoil hat, <laughs> just going off of Marvel's releases. <laughs> so, but Agent, <laughs> stop laughing, you're making me laugh. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. We did. Yeah. Um, good pushback on that. Um, Agent Carter, Sharon Carter, um, being a bad guy. There, there, there's a theory is floating around out there that her motivations that she stated from like being completely ignored after civil war and like not being part of the club that got to come back and be forgiven after Endgame, that that's a ruse that she's one of the secret invasion plants. So uh, that's a theory that's out there. Now you're putting on the tinfoil hat. Now that's a tinfoil hat. I will admit, <laughs> commenter, that is a tinfoil hat. But it's a possibility. But she is definitely a lead to whatever's coming in the future. I'm not sure where she's going to come into play. I'm not sure if they announced 
I'm not sure if they announced a season two for Captain America and Winter Soldier, which I don't is think what they have. Of, what they're calling right. now. I think they have. So I don't know necessarily what she's leading into. She'll make an appearance in the Hawkeye show, which is again a grounded show. That's the next one coming out. Or she'll be like showing up in She-Hulk because with the whole legal stuff. If like uh, somehow She-Hulk's going to get involved in that, that is a lead. Wherever she's going, that is a lead. Like if she, whether she's a secret invasion plant or like, or if she is like who she is and her motivations are exactly what she says they are, then uh, she's definitely a villain for the future. I just don't know where they're necessarily going to place her. Armor Wars, maybe because that's all about stolen tech. I think she's a great character. Good, good gray character. I, li- I like the, I, I liked the reveal. I thought before she was kind of a boring character, to be honest. And now she's a cool character. But they were doing something. Then now they're doing something with her, right? They, she wasn't yeah. even a character before. She was like a, she, she, she was, was a vehicle in order yeah. for Captain yeah. America to get his yeah. stuff back. Yeah. When she could have been so much more, you know, because she, she again, like, like if, if she is who she says she is, her motivations are legit. Because she was completely ignored when they all when the boys all got back together in Infinity War, she was completely ignored and she was left, you know, flapping out in the wind, so to say, you know, to be a criminal. Though I mean, that's enough. That would be enough to to tick me off too, yeah. and go the way and, and be like, okay, well, I'll just I'll just fight for myself then, um, which is what she's doing. Which I could see her coming back now. That I mentioned it in Armor Wars because that's going to have Don Cheadle in it. It's going to be the War Machine movie about. Uh, stark suit tech going everywhere and she's definitely put herself in the arms as an arms dealer that'd be cool so speaking of gray characters that we have leads for back to u.s agent we are going to and and again a character sounds like you really liked doug and and i liked as well and i think Mm -hmm. will be interesting because like is he bad is he I, i feel like he could be capable of just about anything uh, yeah, I think I think he's leading into the Thunderbolts. So I, I, I again, I'm not sure if they've actually announced the Thunderbolts. I don't know if they have, but definitely looks like they're building. They definitely are the right? Thunderbolts. Is this, is this another super team? The Thunderbolts. It's it's like the Suicide Squad for Marvel. Okay, it's the the bad guys that do good things with bad methods, right? So it's like the gray characters getting together, sometimes straight up bad characters getting together and um doing the doing the gray area missions right so and they're called the thunderbolts because typically uh that thunderbolt ross was putting them together but now we have valentina don de fontaine i can never remember her full name <laughs> val as she likes to be what she wants to be called mm-hmm. kind of putting them together here uh we there's a possibility we'll see him in hawkeye and w- again we can get back to why i think that when we get a little in, into later stuff we're going to talk about but uh, there's a possibility we'll see U.S. agent show up in Hawkeye. Uh, but yeah, so that that we're def- they're definitely setting up something with these characters. Uh, and as of right now, we know of two that are definitely going to be on the team. Which which is uh, Walker and we can't say that one yet. Yeah. We have not talking about it yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good catch. Good catch. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so on, I think on that's good. Loki. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can. Gotta move on to Loki. Oh man, I don't realize how long it's been going. <laughs> I, good, good stuff though. Yeah, Loki's amazing. Great <laughs> show. Okay, right. so Doug, Doug loved Loki. Josh, you're yes. just kind of like overall opinion. No, yeah, I, I loved it. I don't know if you followed like me on in, on Discord when we were talking about, it, but I think yeah. it by far my favorite of the three. Um, I think I was giving it like 
a nine out of 10. I think, I think episodes ranged between like, I think the lowest I thought was like a seven and a half and up to like, I thought the finale and the penultimate episode were both like 10 out of 10. Absolutely. And they stuck the landing. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was a little disappointed by Loki. uh, I'm sorry (gasps) to say. And, and maybe I just had, maybe my opinions, not opinions, maybe my expectations were too high because I love the Loki character, always been one of my favorites. I think it's hilarious. And how 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 are you let down if you love the Loki character? How are you let down by this? Because I thought I, I guess I just didn't enjoy the the story that the show told as much. It just wasn't like it just wasn't entertaining enough for me. I, I don't know. Maybe as we talk about you it, are, I'll formulate the, more. You're wrong, Stephen. Okay. <laughs> hey, your, your come opinion on is wrong. Opinion no, like, I can, no, Josh. I can have my opinion. <laughs> Um, some things that I didn't like, some things I didn't like as much. I didn't love the Sylvie character. I thought she was really kind of one dimensional and I didn't, I never really enjoyed when she was on screen. I thought their chemistry was a little awkward. And the fact that he was like in love with himself was kind of weird and just like not addressed enough. So I like wasn't into the romance. I, I feel like Owen Wilson's character really called out what a narcissist, what a king narcissistic move. You fell in so, love with yourself. So I loved Owen Wilson. I thought he was like him, him and Loki were, were the best. Like their chemistry. They had great chemistry. Yeah. That was great. Loved that. I thought the TVA stuff was interesting. And then the ending was good. I thought the middle kind of dragged, like the episode where they went to the other planet, and like I, I, I was just confused oh, man, by that one. I, I thought it was just kind of like a big filler episode. So, I, <laughs> yeah, I liked. A we lot were just of, talking about that. So we're laughing. I liked a lot of the ideas. I liked the, some of the characters, some less, some more. I guess I don't know. Maybe my expectations. My expectations are probably just way too right. high. So let's let's address the the popular opinion in the room, which is that that episode on that one planet was filler. You want to take it? You want me no, to start? No, you, you got it. You got it. Okay. So I I under first of all, I'm going to start by saying I understand where people are coming from with that. But one, it had the greatest action scene in the whole series, and with the fight on the train and the running from the destruction. But all in all, I understand. I I really like that episode. Um, that episode was clearly had a purpose. Its purpose was to build was to try and build that chemistry between the Sylvie character and Loki I, and I had this conversation like it, it it could have been better if you lowered the budget a little bit and maybe had a few more episodes to build up that instead of because they were kind of shoehorned into using that one episode to try and get Loki and Sylvie to really become allied and they were kind of trapped by by uh, the constraints of having to do that in one episode whilst Still making it interesting. Still making it interesting because you still do, you still had to get from where Loki gets captured in in Mongolia to the ending, uh, with obviously at the end of time, uh, in six episodes, and so you didn't really have the luxury of trying to build that relationship. So I do think that that's where that kind of your your complaints are sort of like the same. They're kind of connected in that they used that one episode, which I don't think was as bad as people are saying. It actually was kind of fun, I thought, mm-hmm. uh, to try and build that entire relationship, uh, which is why also the, re- the the chemistry between the relationship didn't really click because they tried to do it entirely in one 45-minute episode. I think it was one of the longer episodes, too. Yeah, I think it was more like an hour. I, yeah. I, I'm also a sucker. What's the term for those episodes, Stephen? Uh, 
or Doug, you might know like where they're still just like a self-contained episode. No, that's not like filler episode. No, but it's like, Um, uh, I don't know it. No, I don't know. You mean like there's an entire arc of a story in one episode rather than being a episode in Breaking Bad. Yeah. So while he's looking that up anyway. Yeah. So I really enjoyed Loki. And one of the things that's interesting is that like, I feel like they stuck the landing and it's the one it's of the three shows. It's the one that did not end with like a major battle. There wasn't like some big action scene mm-hmm. at the end where everybody was fighting and like there's all and and yet it, it stuck the landing. I think that's a lot to say. Uh, that's I think a lot of that credit goes to the actor who played the man who the one who remains, right? Because we're not we all know we all we all call him Kang, and he made a little nod to that saying that he's been called by many names, Conqueror, you know. But he wasn't Kang the Conqueror in that episode. He was the man who remains at the end of time who's controlling everything spoilers sorry it's just spoiler alerted all that we we did at the beginning of okay the if anybody um, gets mad at us for spoilers at this point so <laughs> he he wasn't king yet until later in that and at the real end of the episode but uh that that actor i can't what's his name um look that up i mean <laughs> i can't remember the actor's name but he killed it in in his he chewed that scenery um, yeah. I really, really enjoyed what he was put, what he was laying down. You know, uh, um, John, Jonathan Majors. Yes, Jonathan. He's going to be. He's going to be playing King. Yeah, it, well, because that is a variant. He was yeah. a variant of what is King the Conqueror, which is what we saw at the end with the big statue of him. He's okay, clearly so becoming King. Can the Conqueror. we pause on this for people who, like myself, don't know who King the Conqueror is, but sounds very important. So King the Conqueror has had, like he said in the Loki episode, has had has been known by many names. I think the first uh, thing he conquered was he was Rama Tut, and he went to ancient Egypt. He goes through time. He's had lots of battles with the Fantastic Four, lots of battles with the Avengers. Um, and maybe this is a good time to talk about my issue with Easter eggs. Um, <laughs> but quick, it's a bottle episode. Everybody, I'm not crazy. That's what the name of bottle that type episode. of episode. There it's like are. when you take out all the other things that are going on and just pair like two characters actually, in like a in like a environment and let them like just kind of work stuff out. It's a bottle episode. Yeah, and and so another okay. name King Sorry. the Conqueror is known by <laughs> is uh, Franklin Richards, Reed Richards, I think, grandchild or child. Um, so he, at one point he becomes Iron Lad in one, in one variant version of himself. He's Iron Lad, tries to be a good guy and ends up being a bad guy anyway. This was more of like the Immortus character of him where he's just like immortally controlling time. So how does he, st- how does he start? Is he just a, a mortal guy? Is it, are there powers here? He starts out almost like how, how he explains it. A scientist that discovers how to go through time. And kind of we weaves his way through and just and discovers all the other versions of himself. And okay. and at one point, at one point, he has like a whole council of kings and they all look the same. They're all like in a room together talking about stuff and then they start fighting each other. Um, the reason why I'm, I didn't really like deep dive into into this to really pull out the facts and remember them is because. Easter eggs in the MCU. So after our last episode, I started, I was doing my normal rounds, reading articles and things and interviews and the showrunner for WandaVision really like, there's an interview she had where she basically said that uh, she didn't know who Mephisto was at all. Basically they get cards with loose backgrounds of the characters and their power sets and are told like, Hey, we want these people in the show. 
And so then they go in the show. And so the MCU is, is kind of like a tornado running through Marvel town. It's ripping off pieces from its mm-hmm. original source material, but they don't really, they don't really represent what they came from anymore. Um, and they're kind of doing their own thing. I'm not necessarily saying that that's a terrible thing. I know there's lots of voices out there talking about Marvel saying how they're all upset because they're not doing the, the same exact thing that was done in the comics. But do we want the same story just told in a different medium? That's, that's kind of where I'm at too. Is like, if you've already read the story, do you really want it again? Um, and some people say, yeah, we want to see, we want to see the stories that we loved as kids yeah. on the screen. I get that opinion too. Um, but my point is that there's, there's not really a reason to deep dive on these Easter eggs anymore is what I'm saying. Like, cause it's just like, they put them in there. Fun nods like Throg. Throg was in episode five with all the other, when they go to like the, all the Loki hangout, the frog version of yeah. Thor was hopping around in the bottom there. You had the Quasar tower, which was, or Kazar, uh, which was um, Franklin Richards upstart tech company which was a nod to King of the Conqueror. He also had this, his flying Sphinx when he was Rama Tut in the background of that. There's lots of little Easter eggs in that nodding towards King the Conqueror. So, so let me push back on this a, a little bit. I think that the level of Easter eggs you're talking about, I agree with that. Like, I don't think we're going to get roadmaps for what exactly is going to happen. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm referring to, but, but, but I think that, that well. I think that for um, maybe a fan, like more on Steven's level or like my level is these the easter eggs still give us like oh maybe i should brush up on who king the Con- conqueror is so that i can like okay. kind of know what to expect going forward and maybe it's not going to happen exactly the way it did in the marvel comics but maybe i should go and be like okay maybe i should go figure out who this yeah. guy is so that i can like kind of know what to expect from this character you know what i mean Fair yeah like, so is I this guy that, gonna become yeah. a, a thanos level bad guy like if, if that's the case then i feel like yeah. i need to I don't know if they're going to make him Thanos level or if he'll be like the, the Loki, like of the original one, like where Loki just mm-hmm. kind of popped up. Everyone's kind of like a bad guy, but was, uh, what do you, what do you call like, like the anti-hero? Well, he's, he, a, he's he a kind just, of a friend of me by the end. Well, what I mean is like, he's like the lead, he's like the lead off hitter to somebody else batting cleanup. If I can bring in a sports reference, you know, or like Thanos is like your clean, your, your, your heavy hitter coming in. And like Loki was like, your 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 okay. lead in villain or like uh, I don't know if that Ronin guy from Guardians of the Galaxy kind of the same yeah sort of well bigger than I think he'll be bigger than yeah, Ronin I think Ronin, for sure. Ronin was just for yeah just, Ronin was yeah. just for Guardians I think he'll, I think he's more on the along lines of like a, a Loki what they're which villain they're trying to go for I don't I don't know if they're going for an interdimensional villain like Nightmare or if they're going for a space villain again like Galactus I'm not really sure which route they're going. I, I don't want to put on the tinfoil hat uh, quite yet for, for the major villain. We, King is definitely the one we're looking at right now. Nightmare may be a self-contained villain for the multiverse, multiverse of madness from the, the Doctor Strange sequel. So is that what we should expect with phase four? Like once again, we're kind of building up a villain will get introduced and then there'll be a big conflict. Everyone gets involved. Maybe there's like a new version of the Avengers and kind of all our, our major heroes that have been popular over the years team up to defeat them. Like, should I yeah. expect a similar roadmap? I, 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 I don't know. So, so oh. what, what, what do you think? Do you think we're going like, cause at the ending of phase one was just Avengers, right? Yeah. So, so that, I mean, that wasn't Thanos. So I think, are we saying oh, ending see. of phase six is going to be like 
the next big Thanos level, like in, uh, well, and, and we we know that we know where King is going to pop up next already. At least we know another. We know that he when he was announced when John when uh, Jonathan Majors right yeah. Jonathan Majors was announced. He was actually announced as King the Conqueror in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Hmm. He was not announced for for Loki first. He was announced for the Ant Man and yeah. the Wasp sequel. So we know that he's going to be there, and he'll probably be their main villain. I, yeah, I saw something that he wasn't even really going to be in this episode. That no, he actually it, the final episode of Loki was supposed to be bigger, but production changed and so they went to a much smaller which i think actually benefited the series and he ended up actually being he was supposed to just be like a brief like reveal at the end and um there's supposed to be a bigger fight between loki and sylvie or something like that but like i think it worked out well for the series in the end because I like i said jonathan really majors yeah. really knocked yeah. it out of the park was that a was that a covid necessitated change i think it was yeah i think it was a covid necessitated necessitated change at least that's the most recent article i read that said it that's what it was they they had to go to a smaller production but yeah um, i think that that's that helped the episode and the series more than anything because i think if it would have just turned into a big cgi battle between i read it was going to be between um the what's that clock lady's name from the tva that oh. she, she was she was miss like, minutes yeah i thought i, I seriously I, I heard that miss minutes was going to like muster a lot of like you know crazy obstacles for them huh. to like okay. fight against oh that's right you mean in like the final yeah the yeah, final yeah. there was supposed to be some sort of like i oh i remember i remember now it was supposed to be miss minutes was supposed to like put loki into this like self-contained like thinking and you we were supposed to see like so like there was a lot of stuff in the preview we didn't see in the pre in like the commercials leading up to the loki series like King Loki holding Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, right? Um, we didn't see that in the series, but that was all mm. like Loki imagining when Miss Minutes was like, we could give you everything that you want. All of that was supposed to play out in the episode of Loki just like imagining himself as like being the king of Asgard and and all this and all this other all this other stuff. That was what it was supposed to be. Instead, and, it was just kind of a little you know yeah build suspense moment and then and then looking so we're just like no screw you we want to go on like (laughs) how much uh how much surprise is there that there was a season two because i was i thought this was going to be like the last time we saw loki he's getting older tom Tom hiddleston right is that that's his name yeah tom he's he started from watching the behind the scenes i know he started when he was 29 he's now 40 and you can tell that like the character looks older, so I don't know how much longer he wants to do it for. I don't know, man. Hey, he, he was looking dang good in that first episode. When he <laughs> well, sure. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad. He's a great looking guy. Like we're not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's like the character has now kind of progressed to the point where it seemed like the typical thing for MCU to do would be to retire, pass the mantle on. Yeah. But now there's season uh, two. But yeah, there's just there's not a unless they unless they pull the Loki variant played by another person. Uh, there's not much to pass on about Loki because yeah, okay. Loki is a is like kind of like Thor is like it's one of those characters that sort of doesn't have a mantle to pass. It's like you're either Loki or you're not Loki. But aren't we passing Thor to Jane in the new? Well, I don't know if we're passing that mantle, so I... to say. Okay. We'll wait to see what they do with that. If it's like a alternate universe where uh, she obviously she's worthy, she holds the hammer. Um, I don't know if they're gonna kill off Thor chris hemsworth thor or not that would be a big move if they did that 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 would be something they could do don't know if they're going to i don't know if they're going to pass off the mantle if they're just going to do like because in the comics both of them exist uh they're from separate universes and i think they're doing gore the god killer 
arc for that movie, which is an interesting arc to do, uh, which involves symbiotes, the symbiote planet, the Venom planet. So that's interesting how they're going to get around mm-hmm. that. Oh, because Venom's, they don't have the rights to Venom. Yeah, Venom's Sony uh, uh, Spider-Man universe, Spider-Verse yeah, thing, which yeah. I don't know if they have the agree. I don't, so we'll see what, what they do with that. But um, yeah, as far as like having a season two, I'm excited for it. Um, clearly, they, there's more story to tell. Uh, and Multiverse of Madness will probably lead into whatever the sequel will be. Or Quantumania might do it because of Kang the Conqueror. I guess uh, I'm also excited. Maybe I'll just lower my expectations a little bit. So, so I'm not disappointed. Maybe I was just missing like the laugh out loud moment with Loki. And I feel like there have been several of those in the movies and Owen Wilson had the funnier parts, I I think in the actual show. Owen Wilson definitely was the comic relief for sure. But he's a comedian, you know, like that's what his purpose of the show is. Loki is a really funny character in in my opinion. I, I really I always enjoy when he's on screen. Yeah, he had his moments. I think he had, I he think had his moments, but his his character is becoming way more melodramatic too. Yeah, yeah. So I guess maybe, maybe I should have been more on board for the the character story. You know, the self acceptance type of story that they told. He was the original Loki who had just lost to the Avengers, and then he was shown his whole life. He was shown his like all yeah, the horrible things yeah. that happened. He was shown in like five minutes. So that, he watched all the Marvel movies. Yeah, that that is one thing I think could have been done better. Is you kind of just they expected the viewer to just assume that he got all the traits that we just saw him growing through. You know, like gaining for yeah. for ten years. They just kind of expected you to like, okay, yeah, he has those traits now because he saw and that's how I it. Which it, mm, honestly, one of my point. pet peeves, one of my pet peeves, and a lot of TV shows do this, where they try to show like security footage or something, and it's like the same angle that you've already watched in a movie. So like he, I made that joke about he watched all the Marvel movies, but if you go back to like they showed him the end of Avengers still- from his point of view with all the Avengers and like Hawkeye with the bow and his in his face and everything like that, just the same way we we watched it. And I'm like, really? It should have been from his. Like that would have been cool if they had that same shot from like a first person. Yeah, I don't know, but see, like and he, they showed like all sorts. Of, they showed him things that like he shouldn't have seen, but it was the exact same scene we'd already watched. I don't know. It's it's not that big of a deal, but it's just one of my little pet peeves. I don't like it when like spy shows and stuff do that. Where like there's someone like hovering over like a security footage, and you see the same scene you just watched on the security camera from an angle a camera shouldn't get. All right, fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> it might be. I, I mean, maybe it's tough to assemble all those actors together for a a single alternate point of view. Come on, Steven. You have a hundred million dollar budget. Or maybe you just don't show it. Like maybe you just like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, maybe you find out a different way to have the character Photoshop than watching all the movies. Okay. So Black Widow, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I am willing to, I mean, I, I'm not too concerned about being spoiled. I'm going to see it eventually. And, and I I think I'll kind of, I'll be okay. Is what I'm saying. Okay. So tell me, All right, Steven. tell the listeners um, what were the important things from Black Widow, and did you guys like it or not? Go for it. <laughs> um, I enjoyed two thirds of it really well. I did not like again. I didn't like the the forced action scene right at the very end. I one thing I did enjoy was again. I love spy thrillers, and I felt like it did a really really good job of that up front. The, the first the first two thirds of the movie did a really good job at that before it devolved into the same type of um, major Avengers team up action scene that you get and I love the action was visceral 
I really like the first part of the movie. The action, yeah, yeah. The first part of the movie, the action was visceral. It was very much like this is, this is spy stuff. This is like um, when um, oh man, that part really got me when they tried to free the one widow after Uh she broke her leg. Uh, She broke her leg on a fall, and they wanted to free her from the from the thing or whatever. And then you found out just how much control Drakov had, and he basically killed it, like made her kill herself. Well, I, I actually had stepped out during that part. You, you caught me up. Oh yeah. yeah. You, oh my gosh, yeah. that was that was that was a that was a good moment. That was, I say, good moment as far as storytelling. It wasn't a good moment for the character, obviously, but Sounds it was a good dark. moment for storytelling. And it, it was very, it very much puts you in like, oh my gosh, the stakes are real. Because like, the the big question with a prequel of, about a character that you already know where that character is going to be. The hard thing is to how do you get people to buy into the stakes mm-hmm. and showing showing how hard the journey is going to be by showing just how much power and control Drakeoff had was a good way to do it. I feel like that was a big moment where we all bought into like, okay, so this thing has some stakes. This thing has, and maybe not for Black Widow, for Natasha Romanoff, but the other widows certainly has some stakes. So you you're 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 alongside or hoping that you know Black Widow survives. You know that's gonna happen. But you're hoping that she's going to succeed in the journey because of everybody else that's in it. And I think that that, that scene did yeah, a really good I job. I thought they handled that. that well. Yeah. So this movie is like a very rare movie where it literally starts really, really good. Like the whole uh, extended opening sequence, they were kids. And, oh, yeah. And they established good. like a really interesting family dynamic. That was good. With, uh, like with Natasha and with what's your sister's name? Florence Pugh. Yeah, Florence, <laughs> I just think of the yeah, actor. <laughs> yeah, with, with her sister and with the parents and with uh, like that was so well done. And then so that was like my favorite part. Yelena Belova. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yelena. Like it's my, my brain's not working right and, now. It's been a long week. And uh, David Harbour and like the, like everybody like that was so good. Like best part of the movie. And then I I liked I enjoyed like the typical spy thriller kind of going uh, through the motions of kind of assembling the team. And then I really enjoyed the dynamic between Elena, Natasha, and what the, was Red Guardian. the Red Guardian and their mo- fake mo- Yeah, like, Melena. Melena. I really enjoyed specifically the chemistry between Natasha and Elena it was amazing. Yes. Like that was, was also good. a great part of the movie. So, but anyway, so it started up here. It took like maybe a little step down um, just because I think that there was, were some pacing issues throughout the, the like second act of the movie. I think that but nothing major like it didn't really hurt that much um i thought that there were like some out of place jokes like when they joked about like the uh when when she was like oh i don't get my period they like like that could have been a somber moment like a character building moment. oh yeah and then they just played it off as like a laugh you know they're like oh yeah they just reached up and tore out all my i i think yeah i think that 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 could have been a much more somber moment they tried to make it a somber moment in a different way in age of ultron in a much worse movie but uh, I, and, and that was kind of laughed at when they tried to make it just the way it was written. I don't think Joss Whedon wrote it as well. Well, it's Joss. He always has issues. Yeah. Us. And uh, and I just think that, like, they didn't want to do that same, that I, I same can, thing. Again. I can see that. But but like, I don't know. So there, there are minor issues. And then the third half, the third half, that does, that's not how it works. The third part <laughs> of the movie, like, just it's just kind of how was it ruined the whole movie? Because I still had a good time in the movie, but it just like was it just kind of all fell apart like none of the like they they all went their separate ways there wasn't that chemistry anymore 
like they melinda's like be, betrayal wasn't really like fed it, it fell it fell into like it was it was obvious it kind of fell into the mission impossible 2 trap which is why which is why i did not like them introducing the whole like face thing and captain america winter soldier because I, I saw that and i was like oh here we go they're gonna use that's such a cop-out in spy thrillers is is the the face changer the face changer <laughs> And it's like, it's so obvious what you're doing. Like, and that's, that's, that's really where that's, that is really where it fell, where it fell apart. I, after she takes off the face thing, that whole interaction between Natasha and, and Drake off the way she, the way this, the, they, it was kind of callback to how Natasha does interrogations to the first Avengers, how she always makes it look like she's Jeez. the one being in the, in cool. the hot seat. She's the one in trouble, but then she gets you to spill all the beans because they think that they have but, but all the again, power. And that was that was cool. I, well, that maybe, cool but it was just kind of like a typical, like, oh, villain, oh, I have you now. I'm going to tell you my whole master plan. Yeah. Like, mm. that, that's like the oldest kind of, you know, trope in the book. But I think they did it a little bit better in this one. I mean, I guess. But the, the other thing is the whole, like, oh, how is she going to get out of this little conundrum she's in? Like, there weren't really any, there wasn't anything, like, there was no payoff to it it ceased being a spy thriller at yeah. that point it became like let's just blow stuff yeah, up it was like steven for for reference here because you haven't seen it so this guy has like can control all the black widows like virtually right. control them Picked and up then on that. as a as a fail safe he has this pheromone that he excretes that prevents anybody that gets close to him from harming them so even if somebody gets out of like their mind control and get close to him they still can't kill him which like well they could snipe him or like there's a whole set of issues where like oh, it's not even that yeah big. that was kind of eye rolling but but like but, <laughs> but so, like, so you get wrongs. like where yeah so you get like to where she's like she pulls the gun on him which is also why he picks girls by the way that was the explanation oh. why he picks girls yeah. for, for his soldiers because it's, 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 it's a pheromone that that works biologically on the female so, so anyway so she pulls the gun on him and then can't shoot him and then Steve, any guesses for how she like solves this conundrum do you want to shoot a guess out without seeing the movie he shoots himself somehow no that would have been that would have been like a ta- like that would have been a cooler thing where she like convinces him to like that his life is meaningless and that would have been way himself. cooler that would have been way cooler she breaks her nose too good she breaks her nose on the table that's how she solves this she slams her she, head well she first tries to get oh, him to like she slap can't. her around so, so yeah uh, she, so she first she, gets she, him she to can't try, get like, the pheromone anymore yeah yeah so she first tries to piss him off, off enough to like break her nose by like hitting her but she says he's too weak but he's like oh you're too weak and then like slams her face into the table and breaks her nose which i mean he's an old guy he probably was too weak yeah it's hard to break anyway it's hard to break so, a so, nose. so, so like, the pheromone only works when you're like instantly taking she's like, it in. I it's severed, like, she's like i severed the nerve and then and then uh, <laughs> i'm not a doctor i don't know if that's actually true or not i just it was my role that doesn't it, it right. was just like this whole scene <laughs> this whole like build up with with a movie that had done a good job with building this villain up and building these characters up that that uh, have a lot of good chemistry that just went their separate ways and just kind of fell apart like so i don't want to say i didn't hate the movie by any stretch it's just like the whole ending that whole last third of the movie i was just like what happened here like you had a lot of good characters you had a good villain you had good a good setup and then it just all kind of like lost all tension for me yeah yeah, I mean, because like I said, it turned into just a blow everything up. Yeah, was the solution where like your your ending was that would been way, way better. Like where she somehow like manipulates him and convinces him to hurt him to yeah. shoot himself. Like that would have been way cooler. Yeah. Sign me up. All direct movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then it got even kind of worse from there because then 
they they the reason that they couldn't find him is because he was floating in the space in the sky which like satellites are still above that but like then they blow up the space that's forty thousand feet in the air or whatever like above radar and then they all survive the fall because they're like kind of hitting debris on the way down yeah they're, but there's they got that, superpowers that debris is still falling at terminal velocity yeah so like well it, i'm not sure how that physics but still, I mean, that, I'm thinking you're still in, you're in an age of Ultron situation too. They blew that thing up in the sky. It's got to come down. What's yeah. it going to fall on? You're in an age of Ultron situation. Well, it was just in a, over a field naturally. Oh, okay. But, a field owned by nobody with no farms, no nobody's hunting cabin. There's no consequences at all. I don't know. I was, I was just in South Dakota <laughs> today, and there's just like, but there's no environmental impact at all by what by <laughs> snake falling out of the sky. Anyway, but like they just like fall from the sky and have this like fight on the way down like where they're all like punching each other and then they just like pull a parachute like at the last second and they're fine it was a, just really weird a really serious halo jump it was man. it was kind of weird anyway it all kind of fell apart at that. a last minute mm. parachute pull with two with two full-grown adults using yeah. it so, yeah and they're both at fine. the last minute they're both fine so her sister is going to be the next black widow is what i'm guessing so the the post credit scene was Val, and so here's what we're going to talk about the other Thunderbolts member. Oh, so Elaine is Val. Back. Val shows up and tells, and Elaine is at is at the grave site of Natasha and is doing the whistle that they used to do to each other. And Val shows up and she says, "Would you like to get your hands on on the guy responsible for her death?" And shows her a picture of Clint Barton, Hawkeye, and says, "Go after this guy." So. For the first, I told him this was my prediction for the first three episodes. Elena will be hunting Hawkeye and his protege. And then for the next three, and then she'll like, I don't want to be used anymore. Tell me the truth or whatever. And then for the last three episodes, they won't be hunting each other anymore. There'll be some other villain. But so I feel like that, I, I, I agree. Like, I, I think that's exactly how that series is going to go. But I feel like that reveal of Val, like would have been a better part of the movie had Winter Soldier not already come out and like showing you this yeah, character and i think that it would have worked better like i think the whole thing would have worked better i know that like covid kind of ruined all their plans for this but like yeah i think that whole character it would have made the ending of of uh black widow better because everybody like me that didn't really know who this person was would have gone out and googled it and like found out versus kind of just like being told who she was and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm. Like, I didn't mind it that much then, but I think I wonder, it would have been so much cooler had it happened. I wonder if way. you only think that, though. Because, I wonder if this is going to be one of the problems the MCU has going forward, if you only think that because it was TV to movie as opposed to movie to TV. No, I think I think this was a much harder The character was introduced in the television show and now jumped to the movie. I, I don't think it's... Be an issue? I don't think it's... I think this felt like it was a purposeful, like, uh, like sh- not maybe not shock, but like, kind of with samuel jackson at the ending of the very okay. first iron man which is what i think this was this supposed was to be trying to be that yeah, right because this was supposed to be the first thing yeah. we saw so it, it was supposed to be like okay here's this other person that's gonna be a connecting web versus like in duck and the winter soldier it's just like who's this why this lady is talking to walker okay now yeah we know that it felt like it would have been fine had we already been introduced her in an impactful way yeah. Versus, mm-hmm. you know, in that show, it just was like, I wonder okay, if Sharon, no, I wonder if Sharon Carter's pulling her strings. Too. I wonder if that's, or his. if she's paying, pulling Sharon Carter's strings. Yeah. I wonder if that, I wonder if there's involvement there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they're trying to build a team, they're going to need hardware and they don't have Shield's money. So maybe, I don't know, maybe there's something there. Tinfoil hat on. They need the power broker. Yeah. The power broker. 
See, I watch the shows. I know the names. <laughs> Power Broker is working with uh, is working with the Thunderbolts, trying to build their team, gear and everything. Where did Walker get that suit? Okay, so I'm gonna go, I'm going to watch Black Widow eventually. I promise. Um, let's kind of wrap here by talking about what's next for Marvel, and they've announced stuff through 2023 at least. If my uh, yeah, googling graphic, I'll just uh... yeah, I'll pull this. Back um, so the next show is Hawkeye. I think the next movie is the Eternals in November or Shang-Chi. It's Shang-Chi. There's like some, some animated shows. Are you kind of skipping over uh, the animated what if. shows? The, the animated it's, it's, there's the animated what if show. Uh, it's going to kind of be like an alternate universe, Marvel characters. Um, I don't know if that's going to, that's not marketed as having any sort of play within uh, the face okay. as far as like, Okay. It's just like a kind of like the comics. The comic "What If" series was like the Watcher was like, this is what would have happened if this happened, and like kind of shows the reader. Like I think one of the first "What If" comics I read was "What If the Punisher Killed Spider Man," and so that was like one of the first "What Ifs" I read. And, and they're like they're like bottle comics, bottle hey, comics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where it's like, and I think I think the show is going to be sort of the same way. Um, so the next connecting tissue will be will be Hawkeye, and then you have Shang Chi. And the uh, Legend well, of the Ten Rings. I'm sure Miss Marvel is on here before Hawkeye on this little graphic. This graphic here. might be wrong because these dates are wrong. It's got the Black Widow date. Yeah, Miss Marvel. May, so I think it's all uh, Miss Marvel and Hawkeye. I don't around. think, think Miss yeah. Marvel's finished. Uh, I don't think Miss Marvel's wrapped filming yet. Hawkeye has. So it does sound like COVID, like here again, COVID has kind of impacted things. Like the orders changed like three or four times. No, the next movie is Shang-Chi. Then you have the Eternals as far as the movies go. Um, then you have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of, Multiverse of Madness. You have Spider-Man 3 coming in December. That's still December, right? That didn't get moved I back. think so. So I think, I think it's going to go Shang-Chi, Spider-Man, Eternals, Doctor Strange. Um, as far as the movies go, that's what, that's what we've got coming up. I'm, I'm interested in Shang-Chi. I'm really, really interested in Shang-Chi. I want... I'm kind of hoping they don't skip over the Iron Man connection with the Ten Rings. I don't want that to be a big part of the movie because I want it to be Shang-Chi's story, but I don't want them to just ignore the fact that the organization that uh, that kidnapped Tony Stark. I, I, I kind of just want to know the answers to uh, why they even bothered to take Obadiah Stane's money to do it and why they, they did all that. Um, I kind of want, or if it was just that, in Afghanistan that did it and if maybe the Mandarin didn't really care care or want them to but I just I kind of I kind of don't want them to gloss over that I want it to be it can be a one-off line for all I care I just don't want them to gloss over it so I, I but I am excited to see what Shang-Chi's story is and where he's going to play and in, into the more grounded heroes uh coming in the future that that's that's really interesting to me um, obviously, Spider-Man and Multiverse of Madness is going to have some serious Loki connections. As far as the multiverse, there's all the rumors about all the other Spider-Man being in it. Okay, guys, wait. <laughs> how much of your how like how many points is going to be deducted from your overall rating of Spider-Man if there's not all the? Oh, I'm 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 interested, but it's not like like my I, my enjoyment of the movie is not hinging on whether or not Tobey Maguire's crying face is going to be. In I, it. I like to think that I. <laughs> I like to think that I'm that mine won't be either, but it's just so built up now that it's going to be so hard for me uh-huh. if they're not. I'd really like, I like, see, the thing is, is I, I didn't like the movies overall, but I liked Andrew Garfield's 
Spider-Man. He did a good job. I like. I did like Andrew Garfield. But it's already popular opinion. But, but it's already like confirmed that Jamie Fox is reprising. Yeah. So Jamie Fox let that cat out of the bag. Yeah. She's like, my career's not over, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Fox is a good actor. Man. He is, but he... not in that movie. But that wasn't his fault. <laughs> How many points? I I don't think I'm deducting points. I, I think I'm gonna like Spider-Man probably. No yeah, matter what, yeah. I, I really liked Fire from Home. That's probably one of my. I think they got a good movies. cast. I think that trio works well together. So I'm with Steven. I don't think I'll, I don't yeah. think I'll deduct any points. You guys want to know something weird? So like this is a complete sidebar, but you guys like see the YouTube shorts pop up when you're like browsing through YouTube. Yeah. It's so like the only YouTube shorts that are recommended to me are stuff about Zendaya, Zendaya and Tom Holland dating. <laughs> it's so weird. Like I think I I think I clicked on like one like. A YouTube video about ah, uh, and now like YouTube, like literally, if you open up my YouTube app, uh, all the short victim like, of the algorithm over here, I'm man. Like, I'm not I'm like, dude, I'm not that obsessed with it. Like, I think it would be cool if they dated. You got tabloided, but it's just like all my anyway, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, did you say like stop recommending me this type of stuff? You count most videos, but I think shorts they're just doing whatever the heck. The shorts just come up with TikTok. Yeah, the shorts just come up. Anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming coming forward, but it, it sort of seems like they're going in like there's going to be your space-based guardians, right? And then there's going to be your your Earth-based Captain America and Winter Soldier. Um, there's going to be your Earth-based Hawkeye, maybe the Thunderbolts, whatever's going on with Sharon Carter, uh, Secret Invasion, and then like, but then you've got like your Eternals, your Eternals and Guardians, which are like more space Guys, focused. Is, is Eternals mm-hmm. going to be good? I, 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 I had so. so much hope for it, but I'm not, we like, haven't seen much. I yeah. haven't seen enough to really get my hopes up for it I, or I, down for it. Anyway, either right. way, I don't know. Like right now, most of it out there about the terms is just people speculate, complaining about their own speculations. That's true. The, the only um, things I've seen is that the trailer was a bomb. Like no one watched it, and people are complaining that the Eternals have not. I watched it as well. <laughs> But people are complaining that the Eternals have been around for so long and they've never helped out until now. And they're like, where were you? And all these other they times. hit their head on a rock and got amnesia, sure. all of that. I'm not going to lie. That, that, that criticism always kind of bugs me because it's like you either focus on that or you don't. You either focus on giving them an excuse why they weren't around or you just kind of sus- suspend yeah, the disbelief. It's like, okay, we have a superhero movie. Something big is obviously happening. Why is every superhero not converging on the scene? Well, because we don't have the budget to put them all in the movie. I, I think you can have yeah. the legit. I think there is legitimacy in that argument because of what they did in Endgame, trying to get everybody there. But Obviously, yeah. we didn't know about that, the Eternals but yet, but it, it might be something like where the Eternals, are like we just have, like I think in the trailer they even said, like we have, we haven't interfered, and and like people just have to be okay with that, like that that was their choice not to interfere well, until somebody brought the fight to them. And, in this well, movie. and there's. And frankly, like, do you just not want there to be any more stories? Like, you 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 almost. want them to be People able to almost that way. I know, but that annoys me. Like, yeah. keep they've made good stuff. There's going to be some flops. There were flops in Phase One, Phase Two, and Phase Three. Like, do, are we forgetting Dark World? You know what I mean? Like, like I, yeah, I think that we just slog. I think, I think look, like, I I still have a, I still am really enjoying the stuff Marvel is doing right now on Disney Plus. I I didn't like we just kind of ranted about. Black Widow, but it wasn't a terrible movie. Mm-mm. It was it was a Wendy's. Yeah, it was a Wendy's. And Steven has no idea. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, Wendy's. Yeah. I, I mean, Wendy's is like an okay fast food place. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. And so, okay. so like, look, I don't know. 
my point is, is that I'm happy that they're still making movies. I'm happy that they're going full steam ahead with this. Like, I think that they're going to put out a lot of content that I enjoy and I'm okay if that breaks some continuity things and like, why weren't they there helping during Infinity War? That just is going to be what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, there's my rant. So that. as I look at this big schedule, good rant, Josh. I, I like the rant. Um, as I look at this big schedule of upcoming things, it seems very ambitious to me what they are now maybe attempting to do. Because in the previous phases, it was like maybe fairly straightforward. They're setting up all these heroes, which, you know, the common layman in America has probably heard of before just from the exposure to comics. They're taking all of our most popular heroes. They're sticking them together. They're saying, go fight this big bad guy. Like it's a pretty straightforward story. But now we've like used up all those guys. Mantles are passing on. We're getting into things that I've never heard of before outside of, you know, these new announcements. It's not clear. Like there's so many different things now with the space and earth and time. And there's all these different realms to possibly explore. So it's very ambitious. Um, I'm not saying that they can't do it. I really hope they do. But like Josh said, like there may be some flops and, I, I do have some faith that like they've planned this out and they know where things are going. So I'm excited to see it. But at the same time, I'm going to be like really blown away if it really lands because this is a lot. Yeah. And I think in, in to your point, I think they are transitioning to a more fantasy realm that may lose the common, like the common man MCU fan. Right. Um, they're like going into multiverse things and, and more space, deeper into space stuff. They they may if if they don't pull it off. They, I mean, obviously you can pull it off, right? But so I don't know. Bought into it before. The the thing is, they've built up such good faith with doing such a good job with them. Oh yeah. Product. And and the other thing that they're doing really well is making a lot of content accessible to everybody through Disney Plus. You know, what I mean, like everybody that has Disney Plus is going to be watching these shows. We've seen that. You know, maybe they might miss a show here or there. One of the biggest draws, yeah. But they're gonna be like. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody that I know has a Disney Plus subscription. Really. It's the reason why like, I have Disney Plus. Without this, I, I wouldn't. Without well, Star Wars. And I guess Star Wars, yeah. But come on, there's been yeah. one Star Wars show of two seasons. Like that's not quite enough to get me to sign but up. But they're yet. coming out with a lot more. And Bad Batch. Yeah, Bad Batch yeah. is good. And, and, slightly, and so. if you have kids, like it's a no-brainer that you're going to have Disney Plus. Sure, sure. So, so I think that, you know, in terms of just households that have Disney Plus, like they're feeding in free content basically to literally a hundred million households like on a consistent basis so this is like the the gateway this is the marijuana of the drug world of the drug world (laughs) but 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 they might say who cares if somebody misses these journals like they're still watching all of you know our disney plus stuff they're going to come back and watch spider-man yeah they're going to come back and you know i mean like like they're they're not worried about like maybe getting a little bit more strange and missing out on some ticket sales because of it I wonder if they'll transition to more doing more with Disney plus because of black widow's performance and it's big drop. And I'm not a big box office geek. I used to follow that more obviously pre COVID, but I mean, I was just reading how uh, like it dropped 80% or something like that. The box office draw dropped 80% for black widow in its second week. Yeah. So I just, I don't know if that, I don't know if that's because of uh, COVID being like everyone saw it once and we're good with it or like, But the other thing is Marvel usually draws more even the bad ones. Here's my theory though, is now that again, going back to Disney plus everybody's like, okay, well I missed the first week buzz about it. Like that's, that's over now. Everybody's kind of on like no more YouTube videos are coming out over it. Like all my Mm -hmm. friends have gone to see it in the theater. And for whatever reason, I didn't go see it with them. 
Yeah, I'm just going to wait for it to be free on Disney Plus. I'll yeah, watch it then. It'll eventually be free. Because you have few... described, you've described my situation right now. Right. Okay. See, like a big, a big MCU fan. I mean, not big, big, not like yeah. Doug big, but you're, you're, you've seen all the movies, right? And you're planning on watching all the future movies. So I would say classify you overall as a big fan, and you're like not too stressed about not seeing it yet because you're going to watch it in a few weeks or you know six weeks whenever it becomes free for you. I mean, maybe we don't get into like a big business lecture, but uh, is is that a good thing for them to do? Yeah, sure. Why not? Five, you you pay for it in one month of Disney Plus. You pay on your missed t- ticket sales in terms of the revenue that Marvel gets. I mean, I would have Disney Plus regardless of if Black Widow came out or not. Okay. Probably. Probably, I know, but but th- they're putting out that level of content that like yeah, is going to sure, keep you subscribing sure. to Disney Plus. And if one month. Which, the reason for that is Black Widow, and all of it, all of this is why I made that comment. Like I think they might end up doing more with Disney Plus than in the theaters. Yeah, as far as Marvel content goes in the future, and obviously box office numbers don't include those who bought it on Disney Plus. Yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, so that the, I don't know what the numbers are, are, are for uh, what they, how many people purchase. They probably don't report that. I mean, maybe in investor calls, but that wouldn't be publicly accessible information. I doubt. Yeah, I don't know. I like I, I still I mean call me old school. I don't get I don't get it. I don't get purchasing a major movie like that on, on a maybe it's because I have a smaller TV than most Americans, but I and I don't have surround sound in my house. But I like I like I like the the theater experience still. I like the, the I did during boom. I did during COVID. I bought some of them. But I was split it with somebody. Like it was it was uh like my brother-in-law and sister-in-law came over and brought their kids and they like Benmo's 10 bucks and then yeah. my, my you have a much brother. bigger tv than me though well yeah but like it was it was like if you have four people that are all that all want to watch it and like two of them yeah. share your disney account with you and two of them are going to come over then like yeah five five bucks yeah. to watch it like okay like i said just call me old school now that theaters are back open most places i like the spectacle i like going out there i like the theater experience i liked yeah. End game and standing up when Cap picked up the hammer and cheering with everyone else. That was freaking awesome. Like I uh-huh. just I like the theater experience. I, I I don't I don't think I'll ever want to give that up, but I don't know. I may not have a choice here in the future. All right. So to close out the episode, is there anything else the common Marvel fan that maybe have tuned into this episode needs to know going forward into phase four? We're still at the very inception of phase four. Yeah, we're still at the very beginning. So far, all we've had literally is- the first move. Well, Spider-Man, I guess technically Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, Far From Home was the first movie of Phase Four. No, I think that was that was still falling actually. No, it was post. Well, it was post. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure because it dealt with the post Endgame stuff. So I'm pretty sure that they were counting. Like, I think it's Phase Three. No, I no no no, Josh. I've always heard this is Phase Four. And still, and still, we're we're not dealing with really post Thanos because like Black Widow was Black Widow was a prequel. So going forward, I think. You really just gotta look at like the TV shows. I think, I think the TV shows, uh, WandaVision and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now Captain America and Winter Soldier did a good job dealing with like kind of the aftermath as well as Spider Man Far From Home. For the record, CBR when you Google is Far From Home Phase Three or Phase Four, CBR is saying marking the end of Phase Three. Marking the end of Phase Three. I think it's the falling action for Phase Three. CBR. I've never heard of CBR. It's probably wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So. But I, like as far, going forward, I mean, it, it's up in the air. Like I said, they've got three different areas that they're going to go in. They're going to go in the multiverse area, the space area, and the earthbound area. 
and how they tie that all up may I don't know. I don't know how that's going to, how they're going to tie them all together for some big, maybe they'll do individual team ups throughout the way. Maybe the Mm -hmm. earthbound heroes will have Disney plus TV series team ups and the bigger spectacle ones will be like the intergalactic team ups and, and the interdimensional team ups. We'll get some like defenders type of thing going on. Yeah. But hopefully much better. (laughs) No iron fist. I I really like, Charlie Cox. I want him back. He's he's coming. Is that is that confirmed for the next Spider Man? He he will be in Spider Man as not Daredevil, but as um, oh my gosh, it's been a long week. Uh, the the alter ego of Daredevil, the lawyer Matt Murdock. Oh my god! So he's not going to be Daredevil. He's just going to be. I don't. Yeah. So right now, right now it is the Daredevil. Right now he's he's it's kind of like what everyone's thinking he'll he'll be like peter parker's lawyer or something like that but they're thinking mm. that he might suit up as daredevil and be matt murdoch and she hulk which is another marvel lawyer is that like is that so, like after the netflix rights expired to netflix right because of covid uh netflix rights actually already expired they could they could put them in post-production if they wanted okay. to they could do some so maybe this is the origin here. story for daredevil and then he or it could to... be the same one just getting pulled in because the multiverse of madness is happening you know yeah. uh it, the, like the spider-man thing i think will deal with multiverse stuff only well the only reason I, the only reason i'm tinfoil hatting that is because the rumors of uh the rumors of the other spider-man being in there the confirmation that jamie fox is is being electro in there yeah is the only reason that i'm thinking spider-man is going to deal with multiverse yeah, if they're if they're p- pulling stuff in I would hope that they pull, you know, Daredevil in, who's and, such a big Spider-Man. Yeah, it's such a big Spider-Man ally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, vill- like they they were antagonistic at one point, but then they were allies for most. And just of the time. so they're so intertwined, I feel like their characters they and operate the, in the same areas yeah. too. Like so, they yeah, it's yeah. So I, I think Matt Murdock will be in there. I don't know if he'll be his origin story. They, it is Charlie Cox, as far as whether it be a new one or the same one, just being pulled in. And I do know that there has been talks. I don't know how far along the talks are. There has been talks of Heroes for Hire, but they're going to re, which which was Luke Cage and Iron Fist t- uh, teaming up for like a sort of good guy mercenary cl- place out of Hell's Kitchen. They had like a storefront. And, but they kind of teased that the ending of. Yeah, yeah. Of, but I think they're recasting both those, both the Luke Cage and Iron I, Fist. I like Luke Cage. Luke Cage was great. Yeah. I The, the guy who played him was great too. Uh, yeah. But, uh, Iron, Iron Fist is not. <laughs> they 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 didn't spend enough time teaching teaching him how to do actual martial arts. What's the character's name in, in uh, Game of Thrones? Marjorie's brother, Renly. R- yeah. Renly was not good enough. Dang, pull that out, Steven. That was Danny awesome. Rand. The problem is they rushed. Okay, so actually, so I watched, I don't know if the plug for Corridor Crew, a YouTube channel. They're awesome. They do like special effects and CGI stuff, but they also have stuntmen on. And so they had the stunt coordinator on one of their episodes who did iron fist and he he had some interesting stuff to say where he was like they basically normally when you have a big fight scene that's what you shoot it's just the fight they would like do it they, they would tell like the production crew was like okay you got two hours get this done and, and like they didn't train they didn't train the actor who played danny rand they didn't train him in any type of martial arts, really, he just had basic, mm. like, okay, like the, the stunt coordinator said, this is what you do. And the stunt coordinator did it. And he tried to copy it. 
Wow. That was the biggest failing of it was like, really, it's just, he was not believable to be like the Kung Fu master. They were trying to say he was. Is that a Netflix budget thing or did Marvel make that mistake? Well, Marvel TV was separate from Marvel movies at that, at that time when they made that. Mm. So Marvel TV was being run by a shady character of a guy who's no longer involved. Is that it? No, not Jeff Loeb. Um, I can't remember his name now. I, like I said, it's been a long week. But Kevin Feige was, and him did not get along, and Marvel TV was doing it. But since Disney Plus came on and they decided to do these shows, Kevin Feige said, look, if we're going to have these going movies to TV shows, I need complete creative control and just usurped it all. And kind of working out better than yeah, before. folded Marvel <laughs> TV into the, MC, into the Marvel movies. And so there was like some behind the scenes business stuff going on with that too. Huh. Okay, right. so sounds like for the layman fan trust marvel uh, they have a lot of money behind them disney's a, a large corporation and uh, we've seen lots of successes before we may have some flops but uh, they're doing some ambitious stuff that we've never seen before so i think le- like let's just enjoy the ride right yeah <laughs> we're yeah. just like we're pretty we're pretty certain I, i'm hopeful i'm cautiously optimistic but i'm pretty sure eternals is probably going to be a flash i, I was i was so excited about eternals it. like you don't think I, Jon snow and uh what's his <laughs> name game of thrones characters yeah i like the they, game of they, thrones they characters are game, they're playing game of thrones actors aren't they a lot of them the game yeah the game of thrones actors have all pivoted gosh what's his name oh yeah john snow and rob stark you don't think john snow and rob have enough and Jon Snow's playing, well, I don't know, Jon Snow's playing another Black Knight, Black Clouded Knight, so we'll see. <laughs> He's been typecast. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> All right. All right, that is a wrap. If you want to chat with us more, you can do that on Discord. Links will be in the, the episode description and on the video. And uh, I don't know, do you want to, any, any like clever Marvel quips to send us out? Excelsior. That was Stan Lee's honor, Stanley. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Steven. Thanks for hosting us, bud. All right. That's a wrap. See you guys. All right. See you.